to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, I'm very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island UK Season 9, Episode 10. Really 10 this time, Chris. <laughs> Where would you like to start today? <laughs> well, Dave, we had the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers that we talked about in the last episode. I could not believe that Harris and Anna May got voted off, Dave. I mean, honestly, (laughs) Harris especially, what a shock to the system that was. I had to lie down afterwards, Dave. I mean, yeah, it played it by fucking exactly what we said. What did you think of Aaron, though, Dave? There's a bit of fucking... (laughs) He sort of broke everything down, didn't he, as such? But, uh, yeah, interesting fucking take that was. I found it weird because I'm like... You've been there for a day. Yeah. (laughs) And also, what they said between themselves, so Jesse and Aaron, didn't match up with their choices at all. I mean, Jesse was saying, oh, Harris, oh, he's my best mate in here. You've been here a fucking day or two days maximum. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about, your best friend? But then you ditch him anyway. So I thought they, the editing was just all over the place. And it's like, oh, you know, this, I can't even remember now, but they, they were saying, but like, oh, you know, this person, oh, yeah, but Woody's head turn. I'm like, what the fuck has that got to do with anything? <laughs> just, I just didn't understand, like, some of the back and forth between Aaron and Jesse. Like I say, it's like, look, say whatever you want. And they came out was, you know, Jesse ended up being the one to deliver the message, didn't she? But, yeah. you know, it was just copy and paste from any fucking Love Island eviction. You know, there was nothing unique to it. So it's just like anime and Harris, you know, uh, oh, you light up the villa, someone said. And I'm like, light up the villa? It's <laughs> fucking nonsense. And I hate it, Chris. I hate the fact that... They're like awake. They're like about to fucking commit someone to the earth. You know, (laughs) the way they act when someone goes off. It's like, oh, you're going to have to leave the holiday villa today. Oh, and the fucking tears come out. I mean, Chris. I know. What do you reckon to some of the emotional outpouring that we saw tonight? Dave, it gets on my fucking nerves. It's pathetic. We get the fucking violin music and everything. We get the sad (laughs) stuff. It's like we're at a fucking wake and someone's actually died. It's so fucking pathetic. And they're all sat there like, oh, my God, don't ruin it. And like you always say, it's a fucking all-inclusive fucking knees up in it for fucking (laughs) potentially eight weeks. Where in our lives have we ever been an oldie for eight weeks, Dave? Nowhere. These people are going on a holiday. It's like they've won the lottery for eight weeks. They don't have to pay for anything. The clothes are free. The fucking food, everything's free. They're getting uh, men and women thrown at them, so potentially they can get the fucking... Fucking, I was going to say some of them. We're probably off on a podcast. Uh, they basically enjoy themselves a little bit more, Dave, you know, on a holiday. Like, what if he went away and he was single? So, yeah, it's fucking bollocks. And look, Harris has come out after when he's realised this video has is, is gone viral. And he said, oh, there was nothing to think. Me and my friend, well, me and this guy, I won't say friend, I'm paraphrasing that, but he said, me and this guy, we sorted it out and it'll never happen again. And I, I, I vowed that I would never do that again. And I'm like, Okay, mate, that's why you've gone. <laughs> Anime offered fuck all on toast. So it was like, absolutely. And it, that might not have been her fault. It could just be the clever editing. We know that. But my God, 
it, it was like, this is the worst and shittiest cliffhanger. Why have you gone over two episodes? Just bin them yeah. off. And like you said, Harris didn't deserve this fucking send-off anyway, like he was one of the fucking boys. It should have been, you're out, mate, after what's gone online. That's terrible. I'm not saying he can't come back from that because we all make mistakes, but for the purpose of the show, yet again, somebody has not done their research, Dave. Shocker. I did say, uh, maybe unkindly suggested that they hired Phelps Investigations to do the, <laughs> the vetting. Well, Dave, now he's out. You called him no shoulders, so... <laughs> Not fucking no shoulders, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you called him that. <laughs> anyway, Dave, moving slightly on, before we get into the gritty stuff, anyway, is... Um, Shaq and Tanya, the reality radar is beeping, my friend. I feel a stirring. I think they could be the first ones to go boyfriend and girlfriend. Let's hunt the fucking slipper. Let's go around the fucking villa <laughs> till we get to that point like they don't know what's going on. Uh, so that's coming. And we may even get a love you, Dave, because they seem really, to be honest, they're the only real couple in the villa at the moment. Well, you had... Them two and also Ron and Lana, you know, declaring themselves, oh, we're the strongest in here. And it is like, okay, again, Ron, we get it. We know you're a massive game player, but, you know, just keep that to yourself. So, yeah, you could do. I, I sort of think, if if you're thinking about it strategically, you've got to do the boyfriend-girlfriend after Casa Moore, haven't you? You've got to be tested, Chris, apparently. So you know Casa <laughs> Moore's coming, but also you, you don't want to blow your load too early. You don't want to, you want to keep the public on side. So what I will say, though, is what's good about the evictions? Again, fucking only give us a cliffhanger if, if there are stakes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Read the room, ITV. But the impact that it has on the other islanders, like, oh, I was having a fucking great time here, and, you know, someone might actually make me pack my bags, and I, I might be off, you know. Like I say, it's a great time if you're there. It's a great time. I just don't agree with the, you know, acting like it's a funeral when someone goes. But the way it kind of makes people reassess what their game is there. So I think with Shaq and Tanya, oh, sorry, Shaq and Tanya, Shaq and Tanya, um, you saw them maybe getting a bit closer. Will that continue to happen? You know, Shaq seemed to be a little bit open yesterday, didn't he? So, yeah. you know, I'm not quite there where I'm saying, oh, it's going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. But out of everyone, I mean, they look pretty strong. I'm still not buying Ron, by the way. I, I still, there's something off about him. So I, I don't... I don't necessarily see them, unless it's you know part of this game strategy. It's like a a Liam play, you know. It's it's going to be they're going to be all cuddled up till Casaramore. He'll be a bit naughty in Casaramore. Then he'll put in the grafting, you know, when he comes back, as they say, their words, not mine, um, you know, and and then try and make a, a run through to the final there. So that could all be part of his plan there. Well, I'll tell you what, Dave. Before we get into the main event of the evening, I just want to say, Kai's chats you know to Tanyelle about the bed Dave he has got the personality of a fucking ironing board he is <laughs> unbelievably fucking boring yeah. unbelievable and I was like oh I, I have nothing for them to Tanyelle I think's putting her eggs in the wrong basket you know great looking guy I've said it a few times 
there's nothing going on there, Dave, for me. No. Just they're not they're not showing him. They're not showing him in a good light if there is anyway. It just seems really fucking boring. No, I'm almost tempted to watch unseen bits just to see is yes. there a flicker of a personality there? And they're just cutting it all out to make him look like a right boring bastard. Because he is, and that's the way he comes across. But flicking back a sec, Chris, so those, sticking on those two, but flicking back time-wise, what did you think to Tanyelle getting down and praying? You know, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she realised she was staying in the villa. <laughs> Desperado! <laughs> it's like, listen, God, <laughs> just... Help me stay in this villa. I don't think, you know, I, th- I don't think that's what the religion is designed to do, to be honest. But uh, I was just like, oh, fucking come on. <laughs> but yeah, to be honest, Chris, I think they're both dull as dishwater. I, I, I think Tanyelle's got as much personality as he has. And I, I, again, I just keep coming back to Zoolander. They've just got nothing. They're just dull. They look good together. Um, good luck to them, but, you know. Yeah, just not interesting at all, are they? I mean, I, I thought the, I thought the, uh, the the making of the bed would be the low point, but now it's it's looking like a bit of a highlight right now. <laughs> well, I was thinking that heaven forbid he's got to make his bed tonight, Dave. That's going to be a two-hour fucking him sulking there. I'm not doing that. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on, Dave. The main event of the evening, and someone who actually is quite interesting, but for all the wrong reasons in my eyes is Olivia. Now, fucking nonsense, Dave. Nonsense. I mean, Tom, Tom is in a triangle and he doesn't know how the fuck he's got there. He's another one who's like an ironing board. He's the luckiest guy in Love Island. He's in a triangle with Zara and Olivia. Um, I'm using ironing board a lot today, but he is, he's in this triangle that nobody really fucking wants I think Olivia is so transparent, and now Harris has gone. It was We'd said this the other day. We thought he'd already gone with the edit. She's now into Tom, but she's having these conversations with Tom like, fucking nonsense. She, she looked at Tom and was like, uh, I said to Sarah, sorry, well, you've claimed him. I was like, wow, I'm, if a bloke had said that. <laughs> no, well, Dave, if a bloke, I'm not being yeah, horrible, yeah. but if, yeah, if me or right. you would have said that, fuck me, there would have been a massive public outcry. And also... How looks and looks at Tom in his eyes, which makes it even weirder. He goes, How do you feel when you look at me? And he's like, Well, what do you want me to say? You make me sick. Yeah. What do you want me to do? You know, it's like, What's fucking going on here? So, so thirsty for comments and compliments. So, yeah, just, oh, it's unbelievable. But, you know, it, it's one of those where, oh, she gets on my tits, Chris, but she kind of makes the show watchable as well because it's so ridiculous. Honestly, Harris must have been gone for a full five minutes before she was on the top. <laughs> but, but then she's she's playing the tune, isn't she? And everyone's dancing to it because it's like it's as if you would have thought her and Harris were love's young dream, you know. And it's like, oh, I can't, I can't believe we've broken up. And then once she melts all the pity for that, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm gonna have to explore things with Tom, but, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really, uh, you know, I wasn't affectionate before. You were with each other fucking maximum two days, more like one day. You know, that was <laughs> it. You are hardly fucking together. Oh, yeah, maybe I was just, maybe I was just holding back. Tom ain't got a fucking clue what's going on, has he? And, you no. know, he just basically gives these wishy-washy answers 
to to whatever question is put out there, it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, I don't know. It's like something must be there, mustn't it? Because you keep coming back. You keep coming back because she keeps pulling you for fucking chats. <laughs> you know, and it's all caught up in this Olivia Zara, um, whether it's, you know, previous beef, whether it's genuine, you know, because we know they know each other, but or whether it's just, it's all been planned out before, you know, they're going to fight over this guy. It's going to be more interesting. I'm more inclined to believe the latter, that, that yes, they knew each other, but there is a bit of beef there, because I, I've seen quite a few negative comments against Zara, and I can completely agree, I don't think she's playing the game very well. I don't think she's got any allies in there, and so if it goes down to a popularity vote, she's gone straight away. Because you can see, especially with conversations with like Lana and Ron and stuff, they're, they're always siding with Olivia. She's just much, much better at manipulating people. But even Jessie, who's been there for a few days now, she's like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, but, you know, Olivia and, and Tom, I mean, they, they've got unfinished business, haven't they? <laughs> Sarah's like, oh, fucking unfinished business. And, and earlier on, I, I, Lana was saying about, oh, yeah, well, there was a lot of history there. Chris, a lot of fucking history. <laughs> And Zara said, "We've been here a fucking week." I think, <laughs> I think, I think I get why people are at Zara. And you know, I said the same thing. You know, we've seen that they've done a music video together and all this, and we know yeah. that there's a bit of inter- only if it's a slight interaction. They may follow each other through a friend or whatever they've met once, but they've not they're told not to acknowledge it on the show. But people are clever. We know we have people who will scour social media, Dave. I mean, we've got. The amazing Derek does all the like the followers, what people's gone up, what percentage they've got now for followers and that. So, you know, it's like they're gonna find the shit. If you know each other, they're gonna find the shit. And I think what it is with Zara, Dave, you know, I've, I've called her out a little bit, but what I quite like is she's not playing the Love Island game. I think yeah. she's sat here going, I don't give a fuck about you, Olivia. You're so fake and transparent. I think some of Zara's delivery is a little bit off, but I think that's because she's just being normal, Dave. She's not playing because Olivia is the fake. I think she's the fakest Islander, island, Highlander, Dave. They can, <laughs> yeah, they but can they can do it, Dave. Do it. Go on. <laughs> You're very good at that. when I'm laughing. Hold on, hold on. Hold right, go on, go on. They can be only one. <laughs> that is so good. So good, Christopher Lambert. So good. But, but he, he Genuinely, she's the fakest Islander I've ever seen. It's so fucking transparent, Dave, because you can see, like you say, she fucked off from Harry straight away. And it's when she's talking to Tom, it's the creepy. She's like, well, uh, I just want really affectionate with you. And he's like, all right, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying he's not encouraging <laughs> her to a point because he is, because Tom is. It's not all down to her, that. But then when Tom's with Zara, he's saying something completely different. But she starts crying then, and she's like, she's crying on the bed, like, property. And then Lana's like, oh, my, and she's going, oh, I just want to find the love of my life. And I'm like, well, why the fuck are you on Love Island? And as soon as Lana sympathises with her, the fucking tears stop. And I was like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. It's great TV, because I'm getting more and more annoyed. I've not had this fucking, been this infuriated about anybody on this show. But, jeez, such a fucking fame-hungry Instagram. I want all the best deals out there. You know, anything for free. I, I think that, um, yeah, but she's just playing the game really quite well. And you could tell, couldn't you? Because when Tom was a little bit more standoffish, it, it was almost like Olivia thought, 
right, I'm going to make a play for Tom. So he's going to have no choice about it. You know, I've let Zara know. And, you know, Tom will get with me. And it it was almost like she'd made her mind up that that was going to happen. And so when he gave his wishy-washy, slightly more standoffish delivery, you know, and and she was like in, in the diary room, wasn't she? And she's like, well, maybe he doesn't really like me. You know, as if, well, my plan is a bit fucked now, isn't it? So maybe yeah. I have to uh, re-strategize. So, yeah, it's all so, so see-through, isn't it? And I just think that, uh, yeah, it does, it infuriates you. But, I mean, get a little bit wound up like this, isn't it? <laughs> That's when we start to enjoy the show. So I can't, I, I can't say too many bad things. Other, yeah, utterly despicable gameplay. But, um, and, and I think, I think Zara is almost, playing it like a, a bloke you know because we're a bit thick aren't we we don't pick up on these manipulation games and i just think she's she's almost playing it like us where she's like fucking history you've been in here a week yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're talking about so but i think that's being interpreted by people as well this is a bit weird you know it's just not you know, she's being a bit, little bit, you know, over the top. She's not being nice. She's not showing any sympathy for Olivia's plight. You know, she's got all this history with Harris and she was going to run off, uh, you know, to, to wherever with him. <laughs> it's just utter <laughs> nonsense. So, yeah, I must admit, even though I think more people are, are against Zara, I, I'm warming to her more and more. I, I still think she's going to suffer with not having any allies in there. But you can tell as well that, you know, we didn't see it on camera. The fact that Jesse was repeating the exact phrase, you know, that they've got unfinished business. She's just repeating what she's been told. Now, whether that was Olivia herself or whether it was Ron and Lana or whatever, but you, you can tell this has become like the narrative in the villa now, hasn't it, about this unfinished business. And it's like, it's fucking bollocks, isn't it? So I do appreciate it. And I am liking... Chris, not really interested in Ron and Lana, not interested in Jack and Tanya <laughs> particularly. <laughs> fucking Olivia and Zara... That is what I'm here for in this show. <laughs> I am, actually. So I'll try not to swear, because I can just hear my wife in BA saying, did you really need I think to say a, that many? Okay, swear. We, we cannot say swear, but when it's every second word, <laughs> it loses. I'm losing what? Right, what is he actually saying? <laughs> I'm losing what you're saying in the box. I'm annoyed, Dave. I'm annoyed. So anyway, <laughs> but I, I will say, Dave, I find quite interesting, just sort of tying that all in was like after that obviously we had the ta- the toga party in which it was just fucking the 90s party and i was the like 90s party. the 90s party it was like oh great we are old now dave you know that's that was like 10 years ago in my eyes that's that was my prime shall we say mr horrocks when we were uh in our prime but no I, what i found strange i don't know if you picked up on this is but ellie and spencer came in did the, the new bombshells now have they ever done this before i don't think they have because Aaron and Jesse have not been had a chance to recouple yet, have they? Which I find really bizarre that they've just they've brought these new people in and they've got the option to recouple straight away before them. Hmm. I guess they haven't, have they? I mean, Jesse's kind of Jesse seems quite happy with with Will. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not buying that it's there for the long term, but the more the episodes go on and and the more they they're kind of 
you know enjoying each other's company maybe i'll I'll be turned around on that but yeah that's that's a bit weird that isn't it so they never got their pick i never spotted that one you're right yeah it's just a strange one i didn't i didn't understand it when that came but there is a bit of tea dave on ellie which people online are calling the producers out which again shock horror people are calling the producer out for making the rules up but <laughs> i mean both good looking people uh really are ellie and spencer and they get to choose straight away who they're going to be coupled with, so they can literally split someone up just by the fact of whoever they like the look of. But what's bollocks, and it's Love Island special, is apparently Ellie was one of the people who was up for selection with Tom as a bombshell, and she'd lost out on the vote. And it should be, well, you lost out, you're not coming in the villa, well, she's coming anyway. So I've seen online people are like, what was the point of the votes? Because you've sent her in like a week later. There was no payoff. So she's still in the show anyway. Yeah, but I think I I didn't spot the vote. Didn't vote, obviously. I didn't. Either, depends, but, how yeah. they, depends how they phrased it. I mean, th- there's a benefit, isn't there, to getting in, in there earlier? You always see the OGs are, are, have got the biggest advantage over everyone else, and it's harder to come in as a bombshell. And as time goes on, it it becomes harder and harder, doesn't it? Because you've got these set relationships. You know, Chris, all that history <laughs> yeah so yeah the fact that she lost out on the vote initially and then comes in later i think you know there isn't an infinite supply of people who can just take two months off work and you know, come on to love island and you know thirsty for a, a, a social media career so i, I don't know I, I can call out the producers for a lot of things but i mean for me that's that's a nothing and David, you're actually wrong there because the people who can go in Love Island for two months are actually influencers, my friend. Influencers. Just remember that. What did I say? Social Maybe media. It wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Well, that's not the point. I'm, I'm taking the mix saying who, when you said who could take two months, none of us could do that if you've got a job. But the influencers oh, can, Dave, because right, yeah, they you, don't have it. a job. You know, <laughs> they, they just sell shit on Instagram and TikTok. Honestly, I've said it a few times on our like social media, so like Discord and things like that. We go on our Instagram for fucking the CD reality and we follow a lot of the ex-contestants and it does my fucking nutting, Dave. <laughs> the amount, all they're doing is selling shit. Uh, do you want a fucking uh, a fitness plan? Would you like, what about trying this protein? Let's, uh, hair fucking teeth whitening. Oh, hang on. I've had me fucking hair done, some Turkish fucking, you know, hair place. Whatever it is, these fuckers will sell it. Oh, I'm, I'm selling an empty bucket, uh, empty KFC bucket with fucking bones in it. We're going to sell that as well. They will sell anything to fucking stay relevant. It's so, it's horrible. It's actually bad on society, really, because these people will probably never work properly. And and it's really interesting. The ones who don't make it, it's like, oh, don't make it where they can be financially stable. And I know that's not every single contestant, but there is a window, and it's very clever how you get the right management and stuff. And we talk, I would talk about this a lot, but... I just, I find it fucking, it gets on my nerves, Dave. It absolutely gets on my nerves. I know, would we do the same? I'd sell my fucking soul for anything, Dave, if it didn't mean I have to go to work every day, I suppose. I wasn't being a hypocrite, but it's just like anything. I'm calling myself out straight away, but anything that just, oh, it's fucking desperado time for me. I, I don't think that's quite true, is it? Because, I mean, we made a, a deliberate decision 
that we were going to be for this we were just going to call people out and stuff and and what that would mean is it would probably close doors to having uh people on the show and whatever probably sponsors would be less interested because we're not squeaky clean you know (laughs) call it how it is so i don't think that's that's 100 percent true but i agree with you it's kind of like it's a bit annoying, but it's kind of the world that we live in now. And dare I say it, Chris might be on slightly dodgy ground here because I, I have to say, aren't your favourites the Cardassians? You know, you, you have to look at those as being the trendsetters in this space. Oh, well, Dave, you sort of right there. I'm going to slightly push back on that. You are right. However, the last series of the Cardassians was fucking terrible TV. The Disney show is awful, Dave. I'm slightly going off them, if I'm being honest. It's one of the worst, most boring shows I've ever seen. Now, Housewives of Beverly Hills, which I'm right into now, <laughs> we're on episode one, series six already in the space of two weeks. Now we're talking drama, Dave. There is all sorts of shit going on there. I know you never watch it, but now that is a reality show that I can get my teeth behind, Dave, because it's just pure ridiculousness, honestly. It's, it's been great. But yeah, I can't, yeah, but you're right. The Kardashians, financially, the money and what Chris Jenner has done for them girls is unbelievable, Dave. They're literally all of them are billionaires. So, you know, who the hell am I to judge, I suppose? Yeah, and I guess it's like, you know, if you wanted to put an advert on TV or something, sell whatever it is, face masks or something, you know, you're doing that because you know people are going to be watching TV, don't you? So there's built-in audience. Well, yeah. Instagram is just the same. So if someone's got 50,000, 100,000, a million followers, advertisers, but I agree. I mean, it's the, it's the lack of oh, integrity, isn't it? It's the fact that they, they'll sell anything, um, yeah. you know, whether they're into it or not. It, it just makes it feel like a bit off. Well, Dave, so I'm, I'm funny, half with you. I'm with you. And also, Dave, I, I forgot to tell you guys, if you do want lovely fucking white teeth, we have Shine Away, who are a new sponsor for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shine Away, all your problems with this wonderful teeth whitening, guys. We now have the perfect <laughs> smile. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> oh, dear. What we a fucking hypocrite. selling fucking pile cream or something. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be selling just some men. My hair's that grey now, Dave. It's fucking just some men. That'd be mine. Now, Dave, <laughs> I will say, I'm going to get off my high horse now because I went down a rabbit hole. Talking about rabbits, little segue, Spencer Dave, he's an e-commerce <laughs> businessman, in, whatever he is, you know, uh, entrepreneur, sorry. He sells, he said, vibrators, Dave. So he sells rampant rabbits. Not wrong with that, Dave, at all. But the way Billy up, I was like, fair play, son. Did he come with batteries? So he's obviously making a killing, Dave, making people happy, shall we say. <laughs> you know, Chris, in the early 2000s, I was looking at uh, doing something like this because I thought, you know what? I'm sure there's a market in, in this. And, you know, the internet was still, in the UK at least, in its infancy, but whenever I'd gone across to America, you could tell like adverts on the radio and everything. They were really pushing websites, and I thought, wow, oh, website, you know, that's that's where the future is. Did I do anything about it? Did I bollocks? So, you know, I've <laughs> 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 been doing a very different job by now, but um, no fair play to him. I, I, it did make me laugh, though. It, it makes it sound like he's the fucking Wolf of Wall Street or something. <laughs> it's like he's selling dildos. <laughs> <laughs> But let's say, I mean, he's a, he's a fairly good-looking bloke. Chris, 
I would fucking love for Ellie to pick Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to just throw the cat amongst the pigeons there. And just, you know, adding a new firework into the whole Olivia and Zara thing. But uh, that, You know what, that would be great. I don't really know which way they're going to go. I mean, it depends. I mean, I guess they've been watching the show probably. But, you know, let's see. I, I did it have to be a cliffhanger? I'd say it was slightly better than yesterday's cliffhanger. Yeah, I do. I, I, this was what I wanted, Dave. This Olivia thing has got me stood up. I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. And I'm thinking, hang on, <laughs> this is exactly what we needed, Dave. Someone so ridiculous and narcissistical, you know, just playing her own. She's playing her own game. Fair play to her. She gets to the end. I just cannot see it at the moment. She'll get with. I think she's going to go for Aaron next, Dave. If she gets, if she get, well, I know she's not got the pick now. But if that happens, I think them two may end up because Aaron's not shown for anybody yet, has he? Well, Zara um, has has gone for Aaron, hasn't she? You know, had a bit of a chat with him, and, and yeah. I think I, I can't I can't see that anyone who speaks to him for longer than five minutes won't think you're a dick. <laughs> you know? And we we didn't talk about it, did we? But Courtney is, uh, from the same season has come out and said, you know, what a tool he was, and he was kind of like body shaming her, skin shaming her and stuff, and I'd never heard of that before, Chris, skin shaming, but I guess you could put anything, insert here, shaming. Um, but I, nah, I can't say I was Courtney's biggest fan. I thought she was annoying, and, and I'm sure she... Wasn't she like the, the daughter of one of the producers or something? She ended up staying there way too long. So, but... You know, you're saying what validates what we were all thinking anyway. Anyone who's watched that season, you could tell Aaron was a tool. He wasn't yeah. a very nice person at all, you know. And it, at the minute, he's adding absolutely nothing. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't see... I don't see that he should have got this platform the way he was on the previous season. But, um, yeah, so Zaro seemed to be interested. But I think that's more just to, to say to Tom, look, you know. I've got options as well. I think that's what that's all about. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right. So, Dave, we've had an email, and um, it's, it's a really good one, actually. It's from Karen, and it says, Cliffhanger. Hi, Chris and Dave. Still listen to your brilliant podcast and views on Love Island, laughing along we both. Early days of this new series, and I've agreed that it's a bit slow until tonight. When the two new guys walked in, and then we found out they were picking first before the others, that made me smile. No indications in the introduction of who each of them liked, so can't wait for tomorrow to see who they pick and then who is left. This might spice things up for the next few shows. Excited to hear next podcast and your thoughts, read a cliffhanger. Read last podcast and view so far. Willie's definitely the next. Anton, Dr. Alex, Hugo, and don't think Jesse will stay with him. I do hope he gets a few days coupled up with her, though, and nobody picks her before Will gets his chance. Again, unless Tom and Zara are picked by others, I think they'll stay together and he won't pick Olivia. The only couple I like is Lana and Ron. Take care, Karen. So thanks for that, Karen. Great email. And uh, yeah, again, it's just a different take. And I want to see what happens with the Aaron and Jesse things. It really intrigued me that. It mm. intrigued yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. Intrigued you. It's charmed you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to email us, guys, uh, said something else today what is going on today if you want to email us 
please email us at cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media at cdrealitycast, please go over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast if you want to support us a little bit more. And also we have Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast, and get over there. And we appreciate everyone who's on there, all the support, all the chat, everything is brilliant. And all the episodes are linked on there, guys, through uh, Charlene, and uh, anybody outside the UK. So they're all available, which is brilliant if you're trying to catch up. Uh, so today's Roll Call of Honour is Ken Gustafson, Looking at the Green, Lauren, Tracy, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Dee, Katie, Libby, Joanna, Neve, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Michelle, Gillian, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Kate, Megan and Cassie. So thank you so much, guys. Again, that list is ever expanding and we really, really appreciate all your support. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, sir. It's been good. And I have to say, tomorrow night's episode is probably the first one that I've been actually looking forward to, you know. So seeing the outcome, seeing who gets picked, and seeing what falls out from that. So the series is on the way up again, I think. Yeah, I do as well, mate. So thank you for indulging me there, Dave. <laughs> all right, cheers, mate. Well, thanks to you. Thanks to everyone out there for listening, to all the people who support us as well. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.